Hello and welcome to Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Corinne. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching as we start another Talk to Me Tuesday. And I'm so excited because we have Miss J. Yay! I'm so excited. Hi, Miss I'm so happy that we're able to have you on as a host as well and get your input on everything. So make sure you guys show some love and share. And Miss J, I was wondering if you wanted to go ahead and give them a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. Here you go. I am <laughs> just a woman. No. <laughs> oh, well, I, I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things in communities. I mostly work with the kids. I'm a kid lover. I'm a children author, book author. Um, what else? I'm a mom. I'm a caregiver. I take care of my pops. Um, I do a plethora of things. I'm just all over the place. I think it's just my nature to stay busy, but I'm excited that we're doing this because we've talked about this forever, years. Right, years, right. Literally years. I know. So I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Life just went full circle for us to come back around. We just had to take care of some other business. That's how God works. Right. And now we're here bringing you guys yeah. Talk to Me Tuesday. So Definitely. I am excited. Today Thank we're going you. to be talking about when is a good time to have the talk? Yeah. And the talk can mean a lot of things, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. it could be the sex talk. If you yeah. have a daughter, it can be stepping into womanhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> but we are powerful. going to be talking about, you know, the, the climate of the world, police brutality, how your child should interact with the police. So, and you had some great ideas on that, and you had some important facts as well about um, you were saying that you know there were black men that were being hung, and then there were protesters who were being hurt. So, can you tell us something about that? Sure. Um, one of the things we wanted to have this the conversation about the talk is because I think a lot of times as parents, we're so busy living and surviving ourselves, we don't always take that time to let our kids know it's different from you out there. Um, and the news, I think it was Lakefield, I want to say Lake, Lakeview, Florida was the last one that we saw in the news. And the, he was a protester, but they actually found him hung. And the police were saying it was suicide. And his community said we were just protesting the other day. So that doesn't make any sense. Right. But, and, you know, when we look around, um, I'm also a, a, new, um, a history buff and I love to learn stuff. So I just started Googling about how many um, hangings lately and this, and you can Google it for yourself. And they stated that the hanging of black, young black men is starting to increase. And I, and I thought, wow, you know, we're so busy taking care of so many things and so many things that can be missed as well. So that talk about our kids, you know, when we are, sending our kids off to school, to college, to work, we have to explain that regardless of where you live, and I, I want to back up a little bit because I raised my kids in a predominantly white area. Yeah. I never even thought about having that talk with my son because I figured we were safe because we were in that area. Right. You know? Right. And that's the um, same so, with me as well. Yeah. yeah right. You know, I, we moved to a predominantly white area. So I haven't had that talk. And that's why I'm glad that you're on here because I'm like, 
when is a good time to have that talk? Because well, I haven't had the talk my myself. Son when he was in the third grade, and I'm gonna tell you what happened. He had two friends, two white boys that was his friends. They decided to put a trash can on fire in the back of the apartment complex where we lived in Upland. My son knew it was wrong. Instead of him telling her to dump, he jumps in the dumpster to put the trash out, the fire out. So by the time I get around there, the police is there. The only person they're talking to is my son. Got him hemmed up in the corner. And back then I wasn't very nice. So, you know, we had a few words. Right. <laughs> and, and everybody kept telling him he didn't do it. He's putting it out. But they were so busy trying to discipline my son. No one was disciplined the two little white boys who started the fire. So my son was all hurt. His feelings, he was all, you know, what's going on? So I said, this is the talk I told you about. Just because you play with them don't mean you're going to be seen as they are being seen. You're black. Yeah. You can yeah. be a good black boy. You can be like you were trying to be a hero, which we had a long talk about that. Next time you can <laughs> let it burn, baby, let it burn. Right. And, Why do they know, do that? <laughs> but, and they actually sent my son to a class. He had to go to a class. And everybody kept saying, well, he didn't do it. The white officer would not let my son off at all. He says, well, we can put it on his record. So I said, well, do you want me to go fight him? No, mom, you fight everybody. So I didn't fight him. We went to the class and the white boys went to the class. But Troy had more hours to do than they did. And I couldn't understand that. So I actually went in, talked to the chief and everything. And he apologized and they kind of squashed it. But there is a difference how we treat our kids. There's a video that just went out. A lady was in a, going to a restaurant with her son with a, a T-shirt and some shorts, a Jordan shirt. A little white boy and his mother came out of, the, out of the same restaurant. When she went in in Texas, they refused to serve her because they said her boy had an athletic wear. What? It's, it's right it's on Facebook. And, and so the little boy was like, he's all confused. It's time for that mom to have that talk. Even yeah. though that talk is uncomfortable, our kids need to be aware of the differences. We can't keep pretending there is no differences, regardless of where we live. Yeah, that's true. And that's a, that's things that I have to understand because with me growing up, you know, I was raised in Kansas City and it's the inner city, you know, it was the hood, so to right. say. And the police officers interacted with us differently. Um, you know, they passed out baseball cards. They came out and played basketball with us. So for me, thinking about the talk with my son, I haven't it didn't dawn on me, you know, and even with the things that are going on, the protesting and things like that, like he knows about the protesting and he knows about what happened and what led up to it. But I think I haven't really went into the in-depth conversation about, you know, you're different because he is the only black boy in his class. So, you know, I haven't even went there to say, hey, you're different. You might be treated different. You know, it's like, when is a good approach? Do you go kind of timidly and not try to expose it? Because I don't want to taint him, you know, in a sense, because he is really positive about it you know he doesn't see himself different but then i don't want him to be caught off guard you know well you know it depends on your kid's personality like my son his best friend growing up was little uh, little 
Caucasian white boy named Jared. He still understood, you know, he still kept his friends. He had played basketball, he played you know, all these different sports. So he created friends, but but he had to understand that there's gonna, if you're in a situation that's not favorable and you're with them, you're probably, most likely gonna be talked to first. Cause you yeah. know, it's just how it is. Um, and then his second experience is when he was in, there one of his little friends that he was his friend in kindergarten. When they got to second grade, the little boy started calling him the N-word. I don't know if we can cuss on Facebook. Uh, and so nah. Troy came home and he said, Mama, he keep calling me, you know, okay. And so I said, well, next time you do that, let him know your name is Troy Lamar Allen. Your nickname is Boss. So there is no more confusion. Now, if the next time he called you that, see, I was kind of one of the rough mamas. <laughs> Uh, you need to check him with that. You know, I'm not right, I was gonna say up. now, how do you <laughs> hold up? Because I'm getting mad just yeah. hearing oh, that. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. I probably would have told my son to put some like, hands oh, on him. He can call you whatever he wants. But I also <laughs> went up there and met with his mother, uh, which my son did not want me to do. But I was like, of course, I need you to understand where it's coming from because they played together once before, and now your son is calling him. You know the N word. He said, "Oh, that's what his father called his friends." What? You know how like they say, "Hey, yeah." You know what's up, bro? You know, so that's <laughs> how they talk. So he was saying that to Troy, but I always told my kids, "Don't be calling nobody. That's don't use that word." That was just my preference as a parent, uh, right? Because of all the negativity that came with it. Um. So even though she explained it, I really didn't believe her. Um, so I, like I told Troy, you have to choose your friends. I can't choose your friends. If you want to yeah, be with somebody true. that keep, makes you uncomfortable, then you're going to stay uncomfortable. If you want to move on, you move on. And he eventually moved on to some other friends, but she had a, you know, oh, we would never do that. We are not racist. And, and at that time, it was only a handful of black people in Upland. So I still wasn't sure if that was just a cop out or not. But I didn't want me and my son to be up there fighting at the elementary school. So I just <laughs> to move on. Because you become defensive as a mom when your kids come home. Exactly. Ordering, you yeah. know, the first thing you want to do is, okay, where the fight at? Because that's right. what point. happened, you know, yeah. even even outside of the whole race thing, you know, that's it's mama bear mode. What happened? Oh, yeah. You know, school what is going on? Thing. Why are you yeah. distraught? Why are you upset? Yeah. You know, exactly. that's a natural thing. Exactly. Absolutely. So, you know, so I was thinking, I was thinking, um, the question I was thinking of is, is the talk different from boys to girls? Like, even though they're probably going to be dealing with the same thing, do you think it's harsher for young men, young black men? Do you think we need to like talk to them sooner? Or do you think it's the same playing field for, you know, boys and girls? That's a good question. But you know what? The climate today I think that conversation needs to be the same. And the um, you see the when um, the, um talk about the riots, but in Atlanta when they dragged those college students out of their car, she was a girl. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So and they didn't have no weapon. They were just leaving, and they got dragged out. Um. So with the climate, they don't. They're not seeing that. They're seeing us as enemy. And that's one of the things that makes it worse with, you know, the rhetoric 
from a, you know the government or whatever right now, current president, because we're not enemies. We're just trying to figure out a way to work cohesively together. We right. want you to Absolutely. respect that we exist. We appreciate your protection, but you got to see us as people first. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. our challenge. But yeah, I would. Um, I always tell my daughter, um, you go out of town because she's grown, like really grown, like grown, grown. And I, I need to know where you're going. You didn't tell somebody. You won't tell me, tell somebody. You just don't go and don't tell anybody. It used to be a yeah. time you could just you know, hop in your car. We'll hop in the car and ride to Vegas. Like, you know, nobody knows to we get back. Yeah, you could go but, on those long trips. Yeah. Right, exactly. And not be worried. Yeah. We're in a different climate. And so yeah, that's true. Save them, we got to educate them. And it's not a comfortable conversation because you're right. Nobody wants to take their kid and make their kid think everybody white is bad. Yeah. Because that is not a fact, in my opinion, because I've had some pretty decent white friends. So I can't, I can, I can, I can determine the difference between a person with bad behavior and just another person. I can't hate everybody for what one person does because I hate all black people, all black people. And it's not all black people. I hate that. So I try not to do that. Yeah. Because I don't like that stereotype about our community. Yeah, that's true. It's difficult when approaching kids because, you know, you want to give them the facts, but you don't want to scare them and you don't want them to then. um, I had a, a issue with my daughter where they were teaching her about black history and what she did was a, a little girl, a little white girl tried to play with her. And yeah. she said, no, you can't play with us because we're black. And the teacher called me and, you know, was like, hey, your daughter is, you know, being racist. And I was, I'm like, wait a minute. You just right. taught her that black people and white people were separated. She then goes and repeats what you say. And now she's the problem. No, that's just her. So you have to right. find a balance between exactly. letting them know the facts exactly. of what's going on, but not, exactly. you know, not in no sense to where now they don't want to have any white friends. Now they don't want to no, be around any right. white people. You know, it's like a balance. It's a facts. I want you to be safe. I want you to be aware, but I don't want it to be where now they're afraid to even have their friends that they have, especially, you know, in my situation and yours, where our child is in a predominantly white area. You know, that changes well, things as well. I guess they have a mama that say, no, my mom still say, my mother used to say, they can't use your comb, you can't bring them home. So I had one of those mamas. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, because she was raised in the South. So she saw a lot. She experienced a lot. So um, her perception on a lot of things were quite different. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so I love her to death. But, um, I let that be my kid's choice because I used to say that I only wanted my kids to marry somebody black or I did. I, I just wanted that for my kids. But yeah. we're in a climate where kids are mingling. Kids are changing. Kids have their own right. opinions. They don't care right. about that. And I saw one of the girl, little kids post. That was y'all stuff. That's not our stuff. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Angry. They want resolution, right. but they over hold, hold the anger over them so they can't be who they want to be. Right. And so, and then I had a lot of nerves because my grandfather's Italian, my grandmother's West Indian, so I got a lot of nerves. Somebody bringing the phone. <laughs> right. Now that so, is a melting pot. <laughs> I had to 
change. I had to grow up. And but I was always pro-black. I mean, I've always been that way. Um, but I had to let my kids be who they were. And yeah. that's what we have to do as parents. Sometimes we, we know we know what's right. We know we've seen this before. They haven't. So that's yeah. their experience. We gotta let them have their experience. So Absolutely. I know I'm I'm very got issues on that, but I work on it and I try to be very diplomatic and expressing myself. I try not to be so verbally hurtful. And I don't say all, I say some or they, because mm. I don't want to group people. Like everybody's not yeah. a white supremacist. So it's unfair yeah, exactly. all white people, all white people, you know, and I got some friends that I love to just say all white people are the devil. I don't do that. Cause I yeah. don't see that. Yeah. I mean, if you if that's how you see it, then that's how it's going to always be. You know, if you if you walk out your house and you think that they're all bad, then that's what you're going to encounter. You know, it's it's going to be hard to encounter someone who genuinely does not have those same opinions, who genuinely like loves our culture and loves us. If you see them all in the same clump of they're all bad, you know, so it's going to be very difficult if that's your point of view. Now, the way things are going with, you know, it's kind of like the way with the protesting is kind of like us against police officers. So I think another important thing is to make sure that our children are not afraid that if they need help and they do want to reach out to a police officer that they know it's okay. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you balance that? Well, I put trackers on my nieces. So, <laughs> so, um, so that's how that rolls. Um, but, um, my kids, when they were younger, I did a little fingerprint thing and all that crap. Um, I've been doing that forever. Yeah, I did that. I did that. So I, did that. <laughs> I just don't, this is my, this is the scary thing. As parents, we gotta be honest. We don't know when they're going to run into a good or bad cop. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that all cops are bad because my cousin they posted they just retired for 25 years from being a New Jersey um, cop. Um, wow! Congratulations. Yeah, for him, like, he been no more. That's a long time. I don't like all popo. Oh, me, I like popo. Sorry. Anyway, he's <laughs> a good popo. Um, but that's a very good question. And with this climate right now, you know, back in, the, you know, if they were lost like in a store, you send them to a clerk, somebody work in a store. Uh, what I used to do is, and what I always suggest is having Nate, like have, um, if anything happens, you go to Mr. Jones' house. Anything happens, you go into that store. Create yeah. a safety path. A lot of parents mm -hmm. know that. So, you know, you got to create a safety path. You know, have a neighbor that you can go to that neighbor because I know her. She's not there. Right, right. That's important. So now my kids got cell phones. So you know what I'm saying? It's not like when I was growing up, we didn't have no cell phones. Yeah, no. So I didn't have any. To that, to that house, you was done, boo. You were just a TK. <laughs> I was not privileged to have a cell phone either. No. <laughs> it wasn't invented. I think cell phones came out. No, seriously, I think cell phones came out. So I'm telling my age. Yeah, I might have been. I think I was in high school actually. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think I was in high school. And even then, you know, after a certain, it, I didn't have any access to it until after a certain time anyway. So I would have oh, been yeah. already messed up by then, you know, by, <laughs> by the time I could get it. 
because I was always in trouble. So by the time yeah. I could even get it, I, really I would have already been messed up by then. So yeah, I wish <laughs> but that's a good thing. Home. A good yeah. thing that you said. Um, oh, and hold on just a second here. I see. Can I share y'all in a group? Yes, absolutely, Terry. Yes, please show some love and share. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Terry, for commenting. Um, you, one thing Terry. that I wanted to uh, make sure that we point out is that you said having a, a safe path. That's important. You know, that's something that I myself forgot. You know, you kind of forget these things. Like I have people that I could go to that if there was a problem or something and I was outside and I couldn't get home quick enough, I could go there. So that's that's very important. And that's something I myself even forgot that, you know, if your children are going to be out in the neighborhood or, you know, get to know your neighbors for one. And if they're going to be out in the neighborhood playing with neighborhood kids. Yeah, you know, like, oh, you don't oh, agree with having the get to know your neighbor. <laughs> it ain't like the old days when you can like neighbors <laughs> little special. So let's do a little backup <laughs> check on first, then choose that neighbor. I'm serious. Yeah. Back no, oh, definitely don't just yeah. go randomly picking yeah, yeah, your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, go to them. No, because you don't know. But I think you should find out who your neighbors are. You know, we don't yeah. like, like talk to each other anymore. And I want to know who lives yeah. by me. I want to know who's around. You know, yeah, somebody in my window it. trying to break in, let me know. I yeah, want to yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but you can also use like, um, there was like liquor stores, you know, or like, like around here, they got like little mom and pop stores. You can yeah. always make friends with the people that are in there too. If my kid ever come in here, need you to, and they say need you, you need to dial 911. You know, even absolutely. with the stores. Because if you're you're paying, you get sodas out of there, whatever your cigarettes, whatever you're buying, candy, you are giving them your money. So the favor you yeah. can do for me, I ain't asking you to babysit. I'm saying if my kid come in here in emergency, I need you to remember to dial 911. You can make right. those connections, you know, you can make those arrangements. And I think a lot of times parents go, Oh, that's that's so much work. But when you start looking at the numbers of kids being missing, especially black kids and Latino kids, kids of color, the number is crazy. It's bananas. Right. And so I think it's important that we have that conversation. And, you know, even about stuff like that, there's so many conversations to have with our kids. But the one about the police is just, you know, you follow instructions, you do this. And then somebody, my son the other day, and he's in his 30s, he said, Mommy, even when you follow instructions, see you still die. So I feel yeah. bad because right. I can be look Troy. You want to just do what you told. Don't be talking bad. But he's right. Um, yeah. You follow instructions and still lose your life. But at least give them something to work with. Yeah. You know, tell them. You know, you got your friends with you. Somebody record. You know, recording situations have really have yes. saved a lot of people. Have helped a yes. lot. You know. Yes. Um, like George Floyd, you know, for example, that little girl was only going to the store to get candy and had her phone on. That's how he got recorded. So yes. that kid had never seen nobody die in her life. She actually watched the man die. Traumatizing. They showed a video of her just yeah. crying. I was just going to the store. So even if you're not actually having uh, police issues, especially growing up in LA, you see a lot. Okay. There wasn't no police come through our neighborhood giving us no lollipops and no cars and nothing. You yeah, know? It's, def it's definitely so, different and, for and different we places. Were not in the worst part of LA. I mean, we was there were worser parts at that time in those years, and 
but we were not getting no love. I think we had rough the, the some kind of dog, the safety dog, some bull crap. He would come. Oh, to right, scrub McGrath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would come to the school, but we right. <laughs> See, that was about the closest we got to the police showing us any kind of love. After that, we were still little black little black people when we left that school. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Like you said, different neighborhoods get different experiences. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of people hurt. I've seen people get shot. You know, I've seen a lot. And, um, but I just think the thing is the most important is that we want our kids to be safe. So what right, are the absolutely. tools that we give our kids to be safe? You know, you know, I, the biggest lesson for my son was you can get in trouble by association. That was the hardest lesson ever. Right, right. Because, you know, normally children are so innocent. They think if I mess up, then I get in trouble. Not if someone else messes up and I'm just in the area, I get in trouble. So I can understand that. That would be hard too. you know, explaining that in this, the way things are now is you can just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you can be caught up in something that you had nothing to even do with. And you can get in trouble for it because of the color of your skin. I mean, just because of who you are. Something you have no control over. You have no control over that. First 38, everybody go to jail. You go to jail, you get a jail, you get a jail. But but you didn't tell. So, you know, know, and so, you know, and people say snitches get stitches. So everybody's not willing to snitch. You know how that rule goes. I know. I don't. By the, by the way, I I just do not like that rule. Okay, <laughs> I am against snitches get stitches. Just so to say, you know. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> well, when you're in the hood, snitches get stitches. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, or and you get the, or you get the silent treatment. Like people, I didn't see nothing. Everybody go blind. Everybody yeah. go blind. You know, and I think that makes it hard too because. No one wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to ignore it. But when we, when the police see us, they don't see us. You know what I mean? Like they just see blackness. They don't see a human right. being. They don't see us breathing. They don't see us being valuable. And not all yeah. of them. So let me make that clear. Not all of them. Yeah. But the ones that we're having issues with. So right. you, we don't know what, I'm going to be honest, what is right or wrong to tell your kids right now? Seriously. I mean, yeah, that's it's a tough that's why this is such a good topic. If you're getting stopped, call me, put the phone down so I can listen. Yeah, uh, right. Forward, um, comply as much as possible. Don't resist. I saw a video of a kid and they stopped him and he wasn't doing anything, but I think because he was such a big black dude, the two officers were kind of rough. Intimidated. Crying and screaming like he did nothing, he ain't got nothing. And then just been yes. resisting. But, but he, he they kept saying, You're choking me, sir, what he was holding. So even sometimes when you think you're not resisting, because the young man did not think he was resisting, even though he was trying to get comfortable for them, he's moving. So you gotta say, Don't move. You just, yeah, for a moment, just don't move. But then you look at George Floyd and he did. So it's so hard right now to tell your kids. I know exactly. Way to go because you wanted them, them to come home. You want them to be alive, right? 
also got to teach them is that you're playing by a different rule. And it's just period. I don't care if you live in an all-white neighborhood, especially if you live in the hood. It's a different game. It's different. Absolutely. Rules. It's a different game. And your white friend, unfortunately, because he is white, he has a privilege you do not have. And that's the yes. honest and truth. Right. Yeah, they're not. And that's one thing I suggest is that if you do, you know, if your child does have white friends and they do, you know, I suggest that they're also advocates and they're also recording and they're also making sure that they if they're going to be friends like for my son, if you're going to be friends with my son and you see that the police are doing him wrong and you don't stand up for him, you don't need to be friends with my son. You need to be recording, too. You need to be saying things are wrong, too. And you don't need to be friends with them. Yeah, but then that that's your son's choice of friends. See, yes, yeah, that's true. That, I you I know I want him to speak like I think. <laughs> right. You know, and he gotta have the homeboys to say, okay, man, we got you. You know, some white people gonna run, some black folks. My sister, she always makes a joke. If you do a crime, don't do it with me because you're going to jail because I'm telling on you. So we all know that nothing. Thank you. Me and her see eye to eye. Nothing, not even that is my same thought. <laughs> Just in case, because she's made it clear. I I just ain't I ain't got you covered. I ain't got your back. Right. So I need you to know that. And we always laugh. I'm like, she telling the truth? Because you know, it's like, you know, I ain't no angel, so are you tell the truth. You and know, hey, so, I'm with her. <laughs> so you got like you said, you gotta have people in the same like mind with you. Um, yeah. and he may have a lot of um you may she may not even choose to have white friends later on when you get to high school. Yeah. It may, you know, it's gonna it's gonna change. Uh my son was speaking Spanish before he was speaking English. Um, because our right. babysitters were Latino and because of my West Indian friends apparently they sent me to this lady. Anyway, and so he was always speaking Spanish. And so I remember when he went to school, they said, What is he? Some little black Mexican? And I went, excuse you. And then my my son, they always think I'm gonna fight, but I'm not. I was like, I got you when school's out. <laughs> I just got you later. I got you oh, later. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so, but people stereotype. And our boys and our girls are gonna be stereotyped if they can be a straight A student, they can yes. be uh, whatever their fight for whatever they want is gonna be harder. It's just how it is. Yeah. We gotta teach them how to fight, right? How to go for what they want. How no is not an answer. No is a choice. Because sometimes we as parents we haven't reached a lot of our goals, a lot of our dreams and stuff. So it's easy. Well, that's crazy. Don't do that. Right. We were about that little girl. What's her name? The little white girl. Everybody like with the. Oh yeah. I Oh, oh man, what is her name? <laughs> but it's really funny because the, um, yeah. the bows and stuff. Because yeah, girl, we ain't got no money for no bowls and all that. Right. Around. Sit down, that girl, filthy rich off of bowls, and all the right. kids like her of all colors. Right, exactly. So now she rapping. You know, she just done went on to another level. You know, right? Like, yes. It's it's up to us to make them believe that the impossible is possible. Even if we feel like our our possible got a little tainted, we didn't get yeah, it one goal. You know, but it's our job to make sure that they know if there's nothing they can't do. You know, right. uh, whoever thought we have a black president? 
We have one. Exactly. And this next generation that's coming up, they are showing us because, you know, they were out there protesting. So they are showing us we're not having it. We're not, you know, going through the same things that happened before. We're not accepting certain things. So I'm I'm like looking forward to the new generation. I'm looking forward to the world that, you know, our kids are growing up in. Absolutely. Right. I apologize. I was worried at one time because I wasn't sure what we was going to be stuck with. You know what? Yeah, I think that was a lot of thought. Yeah. And um, I just didn't see any young people going for the the protesting, going for talking about community, talking about right voting, like even being interested in politics. Absolutely. I am so proud. They said, go sit down, old people. I snuck out and protested twice. I was like, oh, it's been an hour. I got to go. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to get back to my dad, but actually, I still got. But it was really hot, and those kids was passing out water. They were yes. sanitizers. They was giving us wises. The little girl gave a fan. I said, thank you, Jesus. I had the fan. Right. Um, yes. They were not quitting. And it no. was interesting. They said, if you're tired, you can go sit down, and you can meet us at the end of the block. You know, they were just respectful to the elderly people because it was a lot of them in Jacksonville because some of them had seen a lot. And um, I didn't even know Jacksonville had a history like, um, you know, I'm a history buff. And, and and I looked up Jacksonville history and they had that big old, um, where they be, axed the people to death, the black kids that were at the lunch counter. Yes. It's one of the bloodiest deaths in history. And the white man was waiting for them outside. And um, took beat them up, beat them back, and they had some of the. Um, so that history of that part of downtown was really important to them. Uh, when they went to Hilling Park and they took that statue was removed, that was major for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. So everybody has their history, and I think that's another thing our kids need to understand. They need to understand our history. It is so right. many kids and adults. I shouldn't just say babies. And adults who do not know our history. They know the basic. Martin Luther King, yeah. Rosa Park, my boyfriend Malcolm. Woo-hoo, no. <laughs> Malcolm, I love him, Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm X, um, uh, who are Thurgood Marshall. They are, you know, uh, they just know the basics. But there's right. a lot of people that have been part of the change. And most yeah. of all, they need to learn that women, us ladies, we really held down. Yes, absolutely. That is important. That's another thing that's important is, yes, we have to have the talk with them about, you know, how to interact with the police and and how to kind of behave yourself in certain settings. You might not want to have that conversation, but it's definitely important to have the conversation. But then teach us about our greatness, you know, teach them about how great we are. Teach them about, you know, we have a right to be treated in a certain manner because of how much we've contributed to this country and, you know, make them proud of who they are. So yes, they don't have to be afraid of being black. You know, you should be proud to be black. You don't have to be afraid to be black. And that goes for, I want to say this too, that goes for mixed children as well. If you have decided that you want to be in an interracial relationship, it's important for you to speak to your, your children as well, because regardless of you being mixed, you're still seen as black. So you still will have the same things that we have to deal with. Yep. You still got to have that talk. You're right. 
And you know what? And not only that, the more our kids know about our, our, our foundation, our origin, about all the different experiences, even like, take say wherever you live now, look up the history for where you live at now. Then you can say, you know what? I want to share this with you. You know, because I was my I use my nieces because that's all I got is babies for little people now. And so uh, I was like, you know, did you know so and so happened? This is why it happened. And they're like, okay, auntie. I said, okay, later on you're gonna appreciate this knowledge. And right. <laughs> you know, but it's important, I think, because black history is not man, you know, mandated in school. I know when I grew up, it was an elective. Mm-hmm. So when I got to college, I really dug into it. Um, but it was elective in high school. So in other words, they didn't care if they knew about black history or not. Yeah, that's true. And I so, barely got it. My, I don't think they teach my kids at all now. Yeah. I don't think they teach them. I don't think they even mention it at, in their school anymore. Yeah. So that's your, your our job. I feel our jobs as parents and grandparents. Some people are grandparents. I'm not a grandparent, but I have great nieces. And I'm always telling stuff, you know, and and I always fact check, but they need to know because if you don't know where you came from, how do you know where you're going? And even exactly. if they're protesting and shouting and screaming, do you really know the origin of policing? Look it up and no disrespect to any police officer, but the, it was originally made to control black folks. You know, they wanted to and keep that's why it's polluted now. Mm-hmm. Google it, didn't make it up. And they wanted them to stay in their area, and we stay in our area. And so it was to police us. It really wasn't to police anybody else. When the Asian people came to our, our country, um, it was to police them. It was to police everybody but white people. It's, I mean, Google it. I looked at you know. So yeah. when we think about the origin of what started policing, this is why people are saying it's institutionalized. Because what it was founded on. Absolutely. And yes, some people have become our good cops and they're decent human beings. They were that before they came. But those who are not that have became cops, they are, they're bringing what they were to that. Right. Job. Into it. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so, Using it as a way to enforce their beliefs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is when we say we have to say. Like you said, everybody's not bad. Your cops bought you guys stickers and all kinds of little nice little stuff. Our cops right. said, perfume, get, get in the house, light on. You know, so we had two different neighborhoods. And don't go to a house party. Popo always rolled up and broke up our house parties. Couldn't stand it. Yeah, see, I didn't experience that. I mean, I was trying to think of, have I had a bad experience? And I don't, I don't think I have, I mean, I, I have had a bad experience, but you know, we were, we were acting up. So yeah. in that sense, it's like, uh, it kind of was your fault, you know, well, you know and <laughs> we were fighting and stuff. So it was like, it was kind of your fault, you know, <laughs> look, just because you're doing something wrong, don't mean you should be hurt or mistreated. That's just- true. And I, and we were not, we were not and hurt. We should have been. Yeah, I will say that the way that we were acting towards the police officers, you know, aggressive and kind of challenging them and like basically saying, let you do something to us. You would think, you know, (laughs) but, you know, thank God I was uh, I was saved in that in that sense. Yeah, you can't do that now, boo boo, because they will they they test you. Oh, yeah, that would not right up. 
it would not work today. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh -uh. Yeah. So everybody's experience is different. I mean, you know, I ain't never been drugged out of no car, nothing like that, but I've seen a lot. And, and I, and I have not like you, I have not had a lot of personal experiences, but I know I've seen people that have, like, uh, just, I've seen stuff. I've just seen stuff. I've seen people yeah. get stopped and they go real bad. Um, so I've seen it. And like you, I have no personal experience, but because we don't experience it, and I think for a lot of people, I think that's why for some people it's hard to process because right. they haven't experienced it. Yeah. Right. And so right. it's hard for some people to be more understanding or have empathy. I saw somebody said, well, George Floyd was a crook. He had a counterfeit bill, so he's supposed to die. And how did he know? Yeah. I remember one time I had a counterfeit bill, not even know what's counterfeit. Somebody had gave yes, it to no, me. Yes, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Gave it to me. And I went in, man. I said, wait a minute, dude. I just got this from the store right there. And then so happened yeah. it was right next door, and I was able to walk. I said, you gave me this. Change. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, this ain't a real bill. And he said, oh, I didn't know. So sometimes people are giving you fake bills, and you ain't really, you're moving. You're not paying attention. Right. But regardless of whether he did or did not have a counterfeit $20, it should have never cost him his life. Right. $20 for your life, regardless. Right. Regardless. And the police are not supposed to be the judges and the jury and the, you know, they're not supposed to be that anyway. They're supposed to restrain you and take you in and let somebody else do that. So even if he had done that, regardless of what you may have been doing or may not have been doing, it still is not important enough for it to be your life taken from you. I mean, come on now. We we know that. That's fact. And then, so then, since then it goes back to like our kids. Um, if you find yourself in a situation, I think in these days, I personally would say, call me. Yeah. Soon that before anything, some call me. You can't call me. Have your friends call me. Have somebody right. record it. Because yes. we're in this time where, yes, you can be compliant. Yes, you can be respectful. Yes, sometimes it works. And yes, sometimes it don't. Right. But we so want to at least give them the chance to come home. Yeah. yeah, we want to at least, you know, um, at least let them know to to do the best in compliance because the main goal is for them to come back home. That's, That's the ultimate exactly goal. Right. That's what the that ultimate goal, is. regardless of your being, you know, making sure that you have that they see you and that they respect you. That is not the goal. The goal is that you get home safe to your family. Right. That's right, the right. main goal. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, boys ego is different than ours. He wasn't yeah. showing no respect talking to me. Right. Like I'm like, dude, right. get all out your system. Can I go now? You know, yes. girls do a little bit different. Boys, they got that man stuff. They want you to respect yes. them and talk. It could cost you your life trying to get respect for somebody who don't even care about you. Exactly. Come Forget on. that. All that stuff, that's for later. Exactly. Your main goal is making sure you make it home. Exactly. That's your main goal. Because exactly. we got... We have mothers that need you. We have the future that needs you. We need our black men. We need our black sons and our black husbands and our black uncles and cousins and all that. We need them. Absolutely. So the main goal is for you to make it home. Exactly. And not, you know, and I understand that men work with a different set of rules than us ladies. Yeah, but, they do. Um, but when it comes to what's important, you got to come home, boo. You just got to come home. You, we yeah. can talk about that cop all night if you want to. But if right. you 
Oh, we can't have no conversation. Right. And then sometimes we just have, to, they just have to let it go. And I think it comes from years of being unseen. Another story. Yeah. About unseen black. You know, um, that, you know, them being unseen and feeling unappreciated, feeling unvalued. So they want to fight back. It's like, I am a man. You better acknowledge my man. You know what I mean? Yes. And so that comes from generations and, and just our experiences, you know? And so I think as, as women too, we got to be a little understanding sometimes because we like, let it go, let it go. And yes, it's easier because we try to keep them alive, but we also got to understand they have to go through it because yeah. their pride is so, so diminished in so many ways. You know what I mean? That right. They got it. You know, it's like, I got to have, they got to have something. And so yeah. I'm like, you know, babe, look, he was tripping, but let's come on, come on, come on. Talk about it later. Yeah, like rant to me, you know. Yeah. Tell me how you feel. I'll right. stroke your ego, you know. Right. <laughs> but right. but come on. Yeah, just come on. Yeah, because Popo and kid ain't playing with you. Let's go. No. So, you know, <laughs> I guess I said Popo so bad, but um, <laughs> call the Popo. <laughs> no, so but, you know, but we just have to learn to be there, and even with our sons. You know, it's a different playing field for our boys and my our girls. And I noticed that because I got one of each that has grown. Different playing field. Yeah, it is. Rules. And I'm thinking, dang, it's still different. And they grown. So we just teach them. We guide them. We pray for them. And the rest of us to God because we ain't got much else we can do on this earth for them. You know, yeah, we tell them, you know, come on home. Do X, Y, Z. Please don't let your temper or your ego, you know, take over. But situations, you know, like it's been like the gentleman. And I know he was drunk and I know he ran. I know he took the taser. But when I think about it, like, you knew he didn't have no weapon. You knew your taser went off. You didn't have to, you could have shot him in the leg. You didn't have to shoot him three times in the back and kill him. I mean, you could have. Yeah, I, oh, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that one. Shot, shoot him to stop him. You didn't have to shoot him to kill him because you got pumped with the taser. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I, now you, you know, and so I feel bad, you know. It's so many different cases, and, you know, and, yeah, I'm like, I'm not condoning all the wrestling, but I think he could have got out of that alive. He was already tore up. He was too drunk to really do anything. They went to wake him up 500 times. When you're that wasted, you ain't got no fight in you, really. You yeah, know? no. Right. So, right. So what do you teach your kids? You teach them to try to follow instructions, to follow instructions, to do not do anything that looks like resisting. See, they can say, I wasn't trying to resist, but if it looks like resisting to them and it feels mm -hmm. like resisting is resisting to them yeah because you're dealing with with yeah. hypersensitive and they're already in fear especially with the things going on now with the protesting yeah. they're already in fear exactly. so you're dealing with a highly sensitive situation even if you turned your back a certain way it's going to look like you know you can't yeah. at, this, at this point you can't do anything you can't go for your pockets you can't raise your hands you can't you know turn your back to them and things like that because these are highly sensitive situations and they are already afraid. 
So yeah. you're dealing with people who don't know how to handle fear and don't know how to handle intimidation. And the only thing that they know how to do is to go for, I'm going to just go for the kill because I don't know anything else to do, which we need to, that's something else that I would like for us to bring on uh, when we talk about, you know, these, these things that they need to learn and how the training needs to change for um, people who are becoming police officers and people who are already police officers. That's so that's cool. definitely a topic that I want to bring back. Um, yeah. on here. And one more thing I like to say too, when our kids are going for their wallets, say officer, I'm getting my ID. Just don't start going for your stuff because they automatically panic. Exactly. You know what I mean? So be clear about what you're doing. Okay, officer, I'm you want my ID, it's in the glove department or it's in my back pocket. Because I see, you know, even though they cancel live PD, I learned a lot. Um, and when they start reaching, they panic. Yeah. It's them versus you. Right. And one thing is, oh, I always just watch them say is don't move. Don't move. Right. If you, I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you have your, whatever you need to do, I'm going to let you do it. But at this moment, do not move. And people still kept moving. And yeah. they didn't hear it. But, um, that could cost you your life. So if they say, uh, I'll get it, you ain't got nothing in there, let them get it. What do you care? Yeah, let right. Exactly. Whatever it takes to get you home. Because we're in a climate where a lot of us ain't coming home. Right. And it's going to get, and I think it's going to get worse as race continues to be a topic in this country. Because you're going to yeah. have to decide. You can't say, um, well, I'm black, but um, I, I, I'm over here. No, you know, you, you automatically on a side because you're black. Exactly. Your side has been chosen for you. That's right. Cute. You know, yeah. and you may lose some of your little white friends or whatever because they like, oh, you're so militant. You're all, you know, but those who understand you will say, you know what? That makes sense because if it was me. And I think the biggest thing for me, I would like to see I know a lot of white people are understanding that it's like this explosion of enlightenment of consciousness going on right now. Mm -hmm. um, but really understanding and being part of the change is two different things. Yes. You know like I can have empathy for you, but I got, I won't help you. Right. Empathy is not giving you the help you need. Right. So we just have yeah, you to gotta be a part of the movement or you are still a part of the problem. Exactly. Whether it's voting, whether it's teaching our kids what to do, not to do, and they're being stopped. Our boys are being stopped at 9, 10, 11, 12. We're not even talking about grown men. Mm -hmm. We're talking about little boys being stopped. Like the little boys that got stopped for jaywalking. And it wasn't oh, no yeah. sidewalk in Oklahoma. I was like, are you bored? This right. So that's how you know it's time. Um, you know, for me, my son is only seven, but the way things are now, it's like, now is the time. Now is the time to go ahead and at least, you know, I just don't, to, in order for it to not be a thrown off situation, um, it's time now, you know, the time is now. So I think if you have your, if your child is where they can comprehend, 
a yes. conversation and they can understand at least the, you know, the basics of what you're trying to say, Absolutely. it's time to go ahead and have that conversation. Even if you do it in real life, like uh, there's a lot of good books out there and um, I shared them on my um, Facebook page where you can have that conversation and it's not dramatic. Yeah. You know, because you have to have a way to have that conversation. Now, if you're raising a militant and your kids used to you be a militant, little Black Panthers, and you do it that way. I mean, that's how you Yeah, they it. probably already know. <laughs> right. right. But if you're like one of the moms, well, I don't want to be that kind of mom. I don't want to encourage racism. Okay, well, when next time your boob, your baby gets stopped and you're not around maybe a couple of years from now, um, and he makes the wrong move, you're going to wish you had that conversation. We cannot yeah. avoid the conversation. We, yeah. our skin does not give us that privilege to not have that conversation. Yeah, that's true. We don't so have I want to leave everyone with the the question that for everyone that's tuning in and everyone that's watching, um, have you had the conversation and what is your opinion on it? When do you think it's a good time to have the conversation? And, you know, do you shield them or do you be direct? So I would like everyone that's tuning in and watching and then watches this later have you had the conversation and then let us know what was your approach or how did you deal with it or how will you deal with it if you haven't had the conversation yet yes, so that's a good thing sweet pea seven is young i mean yeah right now everybody his friend so he doesn't unless yeah. something happens i think for seven i i will let him know that there's a difference so just be aware, just in case somebody says something or something mm -hmm. happens, understand that the reason why it might happen is because you color your skin. Because yeah. he's in a white neighborhood, so it's bound to come out. He's going to catch that N-word. Um, yeah. Um, I hate to say that because I didn't think my son would, but he caught it a couple of times. Um, playing sports one time, they said, get that. I said, oh, suck it, suck it out. Yeah, uh, so he was playing club soccer. And, oh no! And and I don't think they. I don't think you know people don't think they just talk and they with they yeah. people and they drink in and they, they get that little thing. And before he knew it, everybody turned and looked, and I was like, "Who uh, said?" It? They didn't say nothing. It was yeah. So see, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just so everybody was like, uh, "She's crazy. <laughs> don't talk to her. She's crazy. Troy's mother's crazy." I get tired of hear that. But um, I was just protected, but that was my job. That's our job as moms. Like some of us are not blessed to have husbands in the household. It's us trying to play mother and father. Yeah. And we have to sometimes put ourselves in positions that make us very uncomfortable. We can't raise a boy to be a man. We can raise a boy to be a good person, but we can't make him be a man. Yeah. And so having a man around, which Rest in peace, my brother Marty. I really appreciate him because I used to say, Troy is not allowed to fight. He said, you were so stupid. He a boy. He said, I dare you tell my nephew that. So he would take time to teach my son how to punch, take a punch. I said, what are you doing? And um, I didn't understand that because I figured if he fought, it would bring violence to him. He said, sometimes violence come knocking and you're not even trying to do it. Yeah, you got to be able to protect yeah. yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Think about it like that. I was like, I just don't want him to fight. I don't want to be that. And I was so glad one day these two little boys thought they could jump him. My son was mopping. I shouldn't be proud. Forgive me, y'all. My son was mopping him up. I was like, oh, right. 
So I was kind of proud, but I was wrong too. You know, I'm just a mom. You know, don't I don't condone violence, okay? I forgot we're alive, but I was like, you can't do that, you know. But, <laughs> but I was proud because if I he wouldn't have listened to my brother instead of listening to me, they probably would have beat the stuffings out of my kid. You know, yeah. and he didn't choose to fight, he didn't start it, he just was the closer. So my deal was, as long as you wasn't a bully and you didn't start it, you had my permission to close it. Because I right. couldn't allow him to walk around taking your lunch money, knocking your books out of your hand. I can't <laughs> like I'm not taking the lunch money now. <laughs> Why are you hungry? I gave Jared my money because they took Jared's money. Oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, Marcy, you owe me some money because my son been feeding Jared for a week. But Jared wasn't a fighter. Yeah. So my son was like, well, I'm going to help. He's always had a good heart. But but he when he loses temper, he was a bomb. And so that was one of my fears. Is why I really tried to keep him involved in sports and stuff like that because his temper was, he could have went either direction. Let's be perfectly honest. And he would have been great as a pro, you know, and he would have been great. I'm glad uh, he did <laughs> You know, you have to be honest. You have to know who your kids are, too. Parents, yeah. like, parents act like they don't see it. Like, oh, he's just a little bad. No. Some people can go either direction. I can yeah. go either direction. Let's keep it 100. Yeah, I mean, we all have that time, you know. We all do those, try different things. And, you know, it's, well, I'm not going to say we all do. But majority of us yes. have attempted it. So that's even important, you know, make sure that you know who your kids are. And yeah. know if they're ready for certain things and if they're not ready for certain things. That's important, too, because if it's too soon, like, you know, with, with my son, I honestly think, yeah, it might be too soon because yeah. he's not even in that in that mindset, you know. So, yeah, you got to know your kid and know what they can handle and what might be too much and what might be too fast for them. Absolutely. And like I said, you can say, you know, baby, I know we don't talk about race and I'm not, you know, trying to start no problems for you, but just understand because he does need to know that when playing with other kids, the black kid is going to be viewed differently than the white kid. And I can say that because I saw that experience for my son. And I was one of those moms who always be at the school helping the volunteer. They still saw only little black boy. Yeah. So we yeah. have to make sure they at least know that. So then if the experience comes, he said, Mom, this happened to me. So he was able to come and tell me about him being called the N-word because we sort of already had that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure it's open for your kids to be able to talk to you right. if they plant, do encounter that. Yeah. Yeah. Plant that seed. You know, we got to do that. And we can't keep acting like, oh, it, might, it won't affect my kid. My kid will never experience it. Uh, I was even shocked when little Wayne said he never experienced racism. Oh, like, yeah, he did. Yeah, I said, you're from the hood in New Orleans. You ain't tell me, Pop yeah. Boy, I rolled up on you and your pops. It ain't never, you know, I was really shocked with that. And I'm not saying he has, it has not. I don't know. But you came from the hood. I And then I've been in New Orleans plenty of times. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe he's been <laughs> since he's been rich. Yeah, he said that he had a different experience that um, a police officer actually saved his life. 
So he yeah. has a different, you know, experience with yeah, with police comes. officers. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that would be the that would be the dream thing is that you don't have to encounter these things and that you always have a positive relationship That's when it true. comes to the police. But I mean, it's not always possible. So. No. Yeah, no. that I mean, that's the that's what you want is that you don't have to encounter these things, but you have to we have to be real and we have to be yes. realist and know yes. that it is a possibility. So you don't want to set your kids right. up for failure. Yeah, you know, you want to make right. sure that it's successful. You're right. you're right. And like you said, your experience was different. And mm -hmm. though I did not have a direct experience, the experiences around me affected me. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, right. Exactly. Because um, we're all living different ways, you know. We all have a different experiences. That's why I get mad when people say, "Oh, she's not that black." What is black? Everybody black has a different experience. My black right. may be like your black. Sometimes people say I'm too black on Facebook. I'll be like, "Peace to you, boo boo." You know, um, everybody has their own form. I, we ain't for we ain't got no afros and. I, you know, I took out my little cornrows or whatever. So that makes me less black. You know, I think when we as a people, and I know this is off the subject, but when we start seeing each other, that's going to be a big part of us coming together. Instead of us judging yeah. each other, seeing each other, respecting our differences, respecting that, yeah, there's a hundred um, shows going live on Facebook. And God bless all of them, right? Because everybody is bringing something different. Right. Everybody Absolutely. has a different story to tell. You know what I'm saying? Like our experiences and our stories, and we all, we laugh when we talk on the phone, they're so different, but so much the same, right? Yeah, right. So people have different experiences. And, and we got to, if we can come together at the worst time, then we should be even more powerful when we don't have nothing to challenge us but love in each other, right? Absolutely. And we got to get to a place where we see each other. I mean, like genuinely see each other and, and right. genuinely respect each other and genuinely support each other. Not that we're going to get something out of it because it's the right thing to do. Because everybody right. wants to help. Now, oh, I help you if, oh, but you help me for free, but I'll help you when I can. You know, yeah. We're not working together. We got to stop just, you know, like black businesses, we're supporting those now. Continue to do that. Just don't do it because it's a riot. And once we get a few laws passed and a few things settled, because it ain't going to stay crazy forever. Continue yeah, no. Right? Why right. do we have to wait till we're under pressure to do right by each other? Yeah, let's stay on the path that we're on. Let's continue yeah. the growth and the progress and moving forward. It's time. We don't have time for that other stuff anymore. We had enough of it. We had years and years and years and years. So it's time to move forward. It's time to see what the goodness that we can be and the greatness that we can achieve and all that when we come together. That's what it's time for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I remember we one show and we're off our subject, but I have to talk about it. But you talked about Black Wall Street and I, and and I posted on it too, but that was such a phenomenal time because they survived purely on respect and admiration of each other. They built that community on that. They protected that community based on that. You know what I mean? And so we we not 
we think we got a few things. We got a few celebrities. We got a little bit of money. We can buy a car now. We can work just about anywhere. So we have gotten comfortable. We need to get uncomfortable with being comfortable. Yeah. That's you know, how you change. Yeah, we have to own what we're going to do it because if we're all just comfortable, girl, as long as I got my job, I get my check, I'm good. Guess what? Ain't nobody getting a check now. Unemployment is off the chains right now. Unemployment is ridiculous. Um, and a lot of people have lost businesses. Some businesses are not even going to open up again. And I, I feel sorry yeah. to them. I don't take no glory in that. But that's jobs. Yeah. And so what are you doing now? Be creative. What can you do with the time you got? You know, to maybe start your own business, to develop something that can't be taken from you. Um, the family and friends to get together. Okay, now what's, what can we make a hustle? Me and my niece been talking about this hustle forever. We're going to one day pull it off. But um, thinking about how to work as a family first. Because the families are broken. So we can get these yeah. families first to love and forgive and like, I'm sorry I messed up, girl, but I'm imperfect, still love me. You know, work together. Then we go to the community, from family to community. We can start building. And I know people don't like to hear black on black crime, so I'm going to say brothers killing brothers, sisters killing sisters. That that has to happen. It's, it has, but they need something. You can't take something from somebody and don't give them nothing back to replace it. Yeah, that's what so we got to work on with our with our communities and with ourselves. And that's something we that's another thing that I definitely want us to bring to talk to me Tuesday is that, you know, we talk about no instead of changing, changing the name. So it's not black on black crime, but also speaking on what are we going to do to change those things? So that's something I definitely uh, we will be bringing to Talk to Me Tuesday in the future. There's a lot of things that we are going to talk to you guys about and that we're going to bring to you guys and real talk with real people. That is the main thing. And we're going to have these real conversations and we're going to get some some resolution to these things. Yes. So before before I let you go and before we um, leave you guys, I want you all to make sure that you show some love and share. And that you remember that, you know, you can comment and you can chime in because we definitely want to hear from you and look forward to the topics that we're going to be bringing up. So, Miss J, like, you know, what is some of the things that you want to leave them with, like some some tips that can help them with this conversation? You've had the conversation. I have not had the conversation yet. Um, and I don't know if I will. <laughs> not, not anytime soon, but, you know, somebody who is probably like, you know, interested in like, OK, maybe I should just go ahead and start this up with my kids, you know, with the things that are going on. I mean, what would you say? You know, how do you get the conversation started? What what did what did you do? What how do you sit them down? What do you do? Like, how do you even get well, it started? I actually had the pleasure of talking to someone's daughter for them. And so one of the things that we talked about was, she says, why is everybody so mad? And for a lot of kids, they don't understand why everybody's so mad. Right. You know, um, and so the first thing I, you know, to figure out that someone lost their life unjustly, right? And everybody's mad because they need, we're requesting change. We need okay. to see That's something good. different. And in order to get something different, we have to let our voices be heard. Yeah. Now, 
Now, when they start talking about the tearing up the stuff, you know, we're not to destroying businesses. We're not um, down for wrecking people's cars and all that kind of stuff. That's a different protester. And not, not to say they're bad, because let me tell you something. When people are angry, they lash out. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't always mean harm. But when you're mad, know how when you get mad, you do something when you're mad? Well, sometimes adults get mad. And this is how they react. Right. So, and, and then let them know that, especially black kids, I just have to say this, is that your skin, unfortunately, is a disadvantage as far as how you're viewed by some police officers. I don't say yeah. all because it is unfair. Because I don't like to say all black people, so I'm not saying all white people, all white cops yeah. or whatever. I'm saying the cops who have chosen not to protect and serve. They chose to be judge, jury, right. and executioner. We're talking yeah. about two different. And they have to know that they exist. You can't trick kids and think all cops are good because when they run across something different, you look like a liar. Yeah, that's true. Right. So to let them know there is some good and there is some bad, if you have a bad experience, let me know. Always talk to your kids and always make sure there's a line of communication. Like, I like how my nieces talk to my niece. They tell everything. Even what I do. Right. So tattletale. But <laughs> I like that because she knows how they feel. If they're going through something, if it's something she got to let them go through, or is it something that she helped them with? So keeping yeah. that line of communication open and then also making sure that you create a safety net for your children. If they're going to school starting back up, make sure they have more than one location to go in the case of emergency. They have pre-programmed phone numbers already yeah. in their phone. Don't right, let them that's good. Auntie Betsy's number or whatever. Push one. Hey, we in trouble. Pop, you know, right. the popo here, whatever. You know, click, you know. Um, but we're working on the pole pole issue, okay? Um, but we have to uh, work on it. We have to create that safety net because it's not there for them. And if they got somewhere they can go after school instead of going home, whatever by themselves, then set that up. You know, I don't yeah. mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, we just got to prepare, but we can't, there's no safe. Another is 100% safe. I hate to say that. But that's true. Know. Yeah, that's true, though. It is not. So we just got to give them what we got, do a lot of praying and a lot of communicating, a lot of reiterating because kids forget. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the rest is all up to God and hope they make the that's right true. choice. That's how it is. Yeah, that, that's good. I mean, I hope you guys got some good tips. You know, I'm myself, I'm going to have to be doing something like this soon, um, you know, just to make sure that they're not bombarded by anything or that they're not caught off guard by anything. So I just want to say thank you so much. This is like an amazing thing to be able to have Miss Jay join us for Talk To Me Tuesday. And I hope you guys like are excited as we are for future Talk To Me Tuesdays to come. Also, if you have a topic that you would like to be discussed on Talk To Me Tuesday, make sure you send us a DM. You can DM myself 
or Miss J with the topic and we will bring it to you guys and get the situation put on Talk To Me Tuesday. So thank you guys for tuning in and watching with us again. And we will see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Bye.